Okay. Yeah, we're here at um at the All Our Nations Barber, based in Cheetah Mill, Manchester, where the bar this barber shop has been located here for more than 27 years and is still making an impact in the community it's located. The Parata and business owner, Mr. Upstairs, can be seen as a visionary in his own right. Where persons from different culture, race, comes for haircut, but not only for haircut, but for experience. This is where, this is where men talk about their day-to-day -day experience from the common man to professional boxers, you know, and this is the interview with the visionary, Mr. Webster. All right, Mr. Webster. Um, you know, first of all, you know, um, when, when, you know, how did this, this start, this vision start of, of the All Nation Barbers in Cheetah Milk, Manchester? Well, it started back in 92 when I was working as an electrician and I got made redundant and I had nothing else to do so I had no choice but to open up my own business. At the time it wasn't a barbershop, it was a photograph studio, that's why it was called All Nation. Oh, um, Cuba, could turn that down a bit for us there. Yeah, it was 92 when I got made redundant from the electrician place and um, I opened the shop. It was a hair studio plus photographic studio as well. But over the years, the photographic part of it been dislocated and the barber just took off from 94 onwards and we've been here now for the past 27 years oh. and it's been a good business from nothing because there was no black barbershop in Chittimar nothing when anybody wanted a haircut before then they have to go to Mossside or to do it in someone else's houses until when I came here back in 1993. 93. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that's a incredible amount of time, you know. And um, can say he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, what do I call it now? A, a gem within this this community, you know. Um, what can I say? Um, I'm gonna dig a bit, a bit, a bit deeper, um, Mr. Webster. Um, when did they arrive in Britain? Um, at what age? What age? Nine. I actually arrived the fourteenth of August, sixty-four. Aye. That's when I arrived. Okay. And Manchester Airport mm. has just been built. Yeah. We um arrived at Stockton Street, Moorside. And um, yeah. went to school, junior school at first, yeah. and then I don't know if you know about Saint Margaret's Secondary School. Um, that's, that's, that's where yeah. I went. Yeah. And I left school at um, fifteen, back in seventy, no, sixty nine, seventy. I left school. Okay. But soon after, my parents went went back to Jamaica, and I was left on my own. Wow. About wow. fifteen. 
Um, I made my own way in life. Yeah. So when, when they say your home, was it with family members or? No, they rented a room and put me in it. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> so, um, so, so you, you were on your own and you, and you yeah. built life from age 15? 15, 15, yeah. Okay. What was that like? It was fun because all my friends them have to go home to the parents at night mm-hmm. and I could do whatever I want. Wow. So I was literally go to gambling house, go to blues, go to wherever I wanted to go because I had no one to, to rein me in. Wow, that's, right? quite, that's quite interesting. That's and, quite interesting. But so, I was working as well. Yeah. I always kept my job. Yes, yes. But, no. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a, that's a remarkable story because um, <laughs> oh, you found the discipline, this discipline from age 15 up until now. You know, um, that's that's a a story that I think most of our young people need to, you know, need to grasp. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know a lot of people, a lot of youngsters, who are, you know, fifteen up, who, well, some of them are possibly not here with us today. Oh yeah. You know. Definitely. So so so, okay. Left on your own. Ooh, 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 well. Who would you say is your would be your, was your earliest um, role model? Um, uh, you, you said you were uh, my electrician before. How did you how did you go about um, getting trained for that? Oh, back then you just get a job as a electrician um, and the man just helping out. And you pick up your work as you go along. Yes, yeah. You know, like now you have to have all these qualifications and yes, paperwork yes. you didn't yes. have it back then yes. right you just look up look up what someone did yes and you follow them you follow them yes right? and that's the way it was yeah. back then yeah. so so would you say you were a certified electrician at that time no not certified okay. you just you just do, you just learn the trade yeah you and, just learn the train okay okay so on. you said um so what do you find okay you you how did, how did you find the culture? Well, obviously, obviously, you were nine years old. But you say you grew, you, you would say, would you say you grew into the culture? Oh, yeah, definitely. You had no choice because you came as a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You went to school. Yeah. was predominantly, predominantly, yeah. predominantly white. Yeah. There was only about probably 30 or 40 black kids yeah. back in... Six, sixty-five yeah. onwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. School and I'm still friends with some of them guys. Yeah. Because we all came over yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Loads of us came over at the same time. Some in Moss Side, Water Range. And that's from Jamaica. And that, yeah. that's from Jamaica. Yeah, we all came over at the same time. So, did you ever see your your mum and your dad again? Did you ever see them from well, the... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I went back to Jamaica. I used to go home. Okay. After about five years on my own, mm-hmm. I used to go back to Jamaica every year. You know, I make sure I go home. <laughs> so, what was their explanation in terms of... Did you ask them, why did you leave me? What was the reason? And, or, or did they... 
how did how did I keep in contact with you? How mm. how did they have any any communication with you at that 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 point in time, or just say, well, he's a he's big enough to look after his own. How? No, it was communication in the moment. That was just my letters. Okay. Right. Okay. You write letter about once a month or something okay. like, like, like that. But I was like I said, you know. The only time I realised that I had no parents, it was one day when all my clothes was dirty, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't know what to do, okay. right? And I went down to the wash house where my mum used to go, yeah, yeah. and all her friends was there. Yeah. And I asked them, you know, how to do this. Yes, yes. And they showed me. Yeah. Right? And then I was on my own though, because there was loads of guys my age, yes, yes. the parents, Mm-hmm. Went back to Jamaica. Yes. I went to Canada. Yeah. I went to America. Okay, so it was quite the norm. The norm back in the day yeah. for parents yeah. to leave yeah. their kids. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Um, it's quite interesting. <laughs> That's quite interesting. <laughs> um, okay, and you said after you so so, you say when they made it redundant, and you say you decided to start the barber shop. Yeah. After that, um, how did you find it? Was it daunting or you know so okay i'm just going to start this thing and see where it leads well uh, at the time i moved from most side to cheat and i don't know i was working and they got made got made redundant and um i, I was a good photographer i could take photographs mm-hmm. right and at the time i couldn't cut hair mm-hmm. but someone said to me i must yeah. i should do something that I'm good at. Yeah. So I opened the the hair the, the photograph studio, yeah. and the hair there is a thing that just came after that. After that, yeah. Because I had I had four sons, and I start cut, cutting their hair. Yeah. And then people start bringing their kids. So yeah. it was really a photograph studio. Yes, yes. Become a a barber shop. A barber shop. Um, and the other question. Did any of your sons follow suit or did those? No. They had other. They had other dreams. Yes, right? yes. They had other things to do. But they're yeah. all doing well. Yeah. Can't really complain. Yes, yes. Well. But nobody, yes. no, none of them wanted to cut hair. I cut her, yes, yes. Right? yes and yes. I've, um, I've trained a few people. Yes, yes. Right? And they've gone on and opened their own shops. Their own shops. There, there you go. Like there you that. go. I've, and I've, I've, I've met, I think I've met one of them. Yeah. I've met yeah. one of them and, um, you know, um, brilliant, Mr. Mr. Webster, brilliant. Um, share, with the, share with me the experience of um, the business, both good and bad. Um, I know there's a pandemic now. Um, what has been your ups and downs within within this community, what's been the the challenges you have seen you have seen around the area? Yeah, well, let me tell you, right, like I said, I started this in 93, and there was no barbershop in Chittimel, no black barbershop in Chittimel, so yeah. everybody used to go down my side, my side, yes. my side yeah. but I opened it anyway, and it take a bit of time, mm-hmm. take, take, it took me about at least Good six months before I knew yeah. I would, it would, yeah. it, 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 it would work. But yeah. I wouldn't give up. Yeah. Because sometimes I would come in 
and nothing would happen. Nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. And, and I would be back the next day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. But let's be frank, I was sharing yeah. something with the audience. Um, my side is a predominantly black area. Yeah. And um, you, you, you would find a lot of people, a lot of guys, a lot of Afro-Caribbean guys gravitate towards my side. Because yeah. I've, been, I've, I've been to my side and couldn't even get into one of the barbers. Yeah. You understand me? And... You know, you you you're in an era where it's a mix, but it's you know you have you have a predominant Asian side of it. You understand me? Yeah. You know, and you know, you 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 really carved out a, a little niche for yourself here. Yeah. Well, being in an area like this where there was Asians and white, you have to learn to cut with scissors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, 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 when I first started, I couldn't. And there was a, a studio in town mm-hmm. called Clark Studio. Yes, yes. Uh, and I went down there, it cost me £14 an hour mm-hmm. to train, and I went three times. Yes, and yes. I also had this Asian lad, a friend of mine, live up in Crumstow, and yes. he came down and he, he showed me a few things with Asian hair, so I could cut from black hair, Asian hair, and white hair. Wow. Even curly wow. hair, I can do yeah. across the range, and that's how I survived. That's how you survived, yes. uh, it, it wasn't just one, like, say, Afro-Caribbean hair. Yes, yes. You know, I, I cut right across the board. Wow, wow. And, and, and as I can say, you don't find many barbers doing that. You, no, you really no, don't. No, yeah, that's true. You understand me? So boy, that's, a, that's, a, that's a skill. That's quite a skill, you know. And I, and I guess a, a lot of young barbers can learn from you. Oh, yeah, well, anyone that I taught, I tried to teach them across the board. Yes, you yes. Know, that, that they can go anywhere in the world. Yes. Even Chinese. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Teach them yes. how to cut Chinese. Um, I'm going to bring in um, Cuba. this Cuba uh, this, um, apprentice barber that uh, Mr. Webster has taught. Um, you want to you wanna give an insight, you know, you know, the... The master barber, as I thought you. Don't go away, no, Mr. Webster, because no. it's your interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a little insight, you know, uh, Mr. Webster, as um, as taught you. Um, everything really. I couldn't, I couldn't cut hair whatsoever before I came here, at all. So, from the basics to to the level I'm at now, he he taught me everything. So everything I can do in the shop. And the mm. customers that come here, they, they, they like what I can do. I have to owe it all to, to Webster. Because go. he showed me everything. There you, go. you know, like you mentioned before with the scissors. Yeah. I used to hate doing the scissors because I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't grasp it. You know, and he used to, he used to, he used to persevere with me. Yeah. He'd say, you can do it, you yeah. can do it. Yeah. And I couldn't see it. But then, you know, mm. as time goes on, you, you just got to try. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing he's always said, don't give up. Yeah. you got to just... You gotta keep it going, and eventually you'll get there. So, yeah, good. yeah, good. And as you know, you know this. Um, as as you can know, this podcast is called Barber Chat, and we're we're live in a bar in a barber shop mm-hmm. itself. You understand me? And um, uh, so we're we're bringing to you the experiences of the Afro Caribbean, you know, also the Asian, you know, growing up in Britain and our everyday life in terms of family, business, and the struggle they face. Mm. And you know this is uh this is a uh, another of the story, but um 
I'll I'll make sure that I I'll give I get a, another, another I'll do another session with um Mr Mr Youngster here, you know, and 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 his experience yeah. as a, as a, as a young a young man growing up in Britain. All right, thank you very much. Um, for bringing back Mr. 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 Webster. All right, so um, the other question is uh, Mr. Webster. Um, what encouragement would you give to up and coming young entrepreneurs? Because you've been there, you've done that, you've <laughs> oh, what can I say? From fifteen years old, yeah, you, you, you're pushing it. The only thing I can say to the young ones then, if you want to succeed in life, you have to do something that you like doing, mm-hmm. right? If you like doing it, you're halfway there, right? And you just, it's going to be hard, especially if you're doing something with your hand. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. If you're doing, but nowadays there's a lot of things on computers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anything you start, it's going to be slow. And, you know, but just pers- pers- persevere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, like I said, I've been here for 27 years and it was hard at the beginning. You know, I might come in one day and I don't make a penny. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And mm. everything I've got to be thankful for. Yes, yes. It's been the barber shop. So, um, tell me what you think about this pandemic. How has it um, affected you? Because I wasn't going to ask this question, but I'm, I'm going I'm to put it out there. How has it affected you? It's affected me real bad. It's not affected me physically, mm-hmm. but the business. It's yeah. affected the business yeah. because, you know, they said that you can't really get close to people mm-hmm. and barbershop is a close thing. Yeah. Right? Not just touching, but talking, mm-hmm. listening to people, mm-hmm. right? I don't really give advice, but I give suggestions. Yes. Right, yeah. but the pandemic itself it closed everything down. Yeah. Right, people couldn't come in. Mm-hmm. People see you on the street and ask you, "When are you open back again?" Said so when when the government say, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it's been yeah. this pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's what it is, mm-hmm. but it's what it is, what the government said it is. And because he's the man who's supposed to be running the country, you yeah. just have to go with it. Okay. Um, what, what, what would you, what would you ask the government to do in terms of helping small, because I know they have put um, thing, you know, um, what do I call it now? Help. Did you get any of the help that was put out there in terms of Oh, did you get any of that? Because yeah. they put help out in terms of helping um, small business. Yeah, yeah. To give you out. If you own your own business, if you own your own building mm-hmm. and you're paying council tax, the sort of reimburse you back your council tax. I see. But if you're paying rent mm-hmm. uh, and you don't pay the council tax yourself, mm-hmm. the person who owns the building, they're the one that collect yeah. that money. Okay. For the the business, business and, okay. and the guy who's running the business himself, mm-hmm. he doesn't get anything. Anything, yeah. Right, you can try and get bits, bits and bits, but I've lost so much. So much, yeah. Over the last 
12 months. 12 you wouldn't months, believe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. give you no numbers. But numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. been real, real, real bad. And if yeah. I didn't own my own building, yes. I would have been closed right closed now. Closed right now. Yeah. 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 But it's not been easy. But no. thanks, we're back open now. Yeah, yeah. And we just have to see where we can go. go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I'm gonna okay. In terms of promoting your business, what would would you give a give a call out to all the customers? <laughs> I don't really need to call out, you know, because, yeah, because I've been yeah, here, yeah, I've been yeah, here yeah. for so long. Yeah, so the clients are the clients yeah, are already yeah. there. The client and business is already there. It's just that it's it's a bit slow now. Yes. but the client base will come back. Will come back, yes, right? Because yes. I've been here for so long. So long, yes. And people go elsewhere. And they always come back. They always come it? back, uh, and 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 I can't tell you. How um, should I put it? It's a atmosphere that 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 really, you know, it it it, it calls out. You you keep coming back. Yeah. You know because of the, the warmth and the 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 conversations that you have when you come into this place. You understand me? Okay. Um, if it didn't work, yes, it wouldn't have gone on for gone on for two, yeah, twenty seven years. Twenty seven years, so, yes. so it works. It works, yes. You know. Yes, um, during the twenty seven years, what is the some of the conversations you have you have you have heard? <laughs> can you can the you? Ma- the main <laughs> conversation is about the opposite sex. Yes, you, know, yeah. you can you can you can just imagine yes. you know good and bad. Yes, but. What really I like, I've done when I came here, I've done father mm-hmm. and I've done son mm-hmm. and I've done grandson mm-hmm. and I've done great grandson mm. from the same family. Oh, look at that, look at right? that. And yes, that's yes. what I like yes. when the son brings the grandson, the grandson in. in yes. I mean, and we start talking about his dad. Yes. And, and yes. Like we go, back, go, go way back, you know oh, what I'm saying? Brilliant, brilliant. You know, Things like that make you realize that I've I've done something. You've done something, yes, yes, you know yes. Mean? And it's still happening. It's now. still happening now. Wow, yeah, wow, you know what I mean? wow. Um, I think I don't know if I should bring this conversation up. I remember talking to you and you said, um, um, obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up in terms of of um the era itself, yeah, and the dealings that went on. Well, Do you want to expand on that or? Yeah, I can expand on that a little bit, but mm. no. Yes, just yes, listen. Yes. Right. When I first came, it was treatment, and I'm sure you've heard good things. Yeah, yeah that word. And, and, and bad things. Yes. Treatment. Treatment, yes. Right? And I was right in, in the middle of it. Yeah. And I can't say it. I'm not saying bad things never happen, mm-hmm. but bad things never happen round here. Yeah. Or if it did happen, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. See it, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But cheating has been good to me. Yes. Right? Yes. The shop's been good to me. Yes. And if bad things happen, bad things happen. Yes. It's just like I said to you before, I, I was left in my young mm-hmm. 15, mm-hmm. and if I did good, mm-hmm. I did good, and yeah. if I did bad, bad yeah. I did bad. Yes, yes. But everything I did was down to me. Down to you, yes. And yes. everything that happened in Cheetah Mill was down to the people. The people in Cheetah Mill. Okay, okay, okay. Right. And okay. 
you know, there's nothing else yeah. to said about it. Yeah. You used to live in Moss Side, you say? Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned, did you, did you were you involved in any youth work or anything down that side? Yeah, I worked okay. at Moss Side Youth Club for 18 years. Okay. I used okay. to the, the junior club league there. Yeah. The old Moss Side Youth Club where the powerhouse is now. Yeah. That's where the old Moss Youth Club used to be. Mm-hmm. Charlie Moore, Billy Hughes, and all mm-hmm. them guys, yes. the leader. Yeah. But I was also a leader at junior club level. Yes, yes. And back in, from the 80s onwards, mm-hmm. and when I opened the barbershop, that's when I decided to um, yes. come, come to Cheetah Come to Cheetah yeah. yes, yes. Because I know um, your, your good friend, um, she's in, can you tell me her name again? She's, she, she did the... the this grassroots um, netball. Oh, you mean Francis Marshall? Francis Marshall. I did meet her, and um, yeah, you know, yeah. we were we were talking about, um, you know, she so she she's been there for years. Oh yeah, Francis been there because Francis used to run the the netball. Yes. And I used to run the cricket. The cricket, yes, uh, yes. Because at the time there was no such you could play cricket, but you could only play for the white teams. Yes. But we and you could play netball, but you could only play for the white teams. But mm-hmm. we got into the league with the black netball team, mm-hmm. black football team, mm-hmm. black basketball team, black cricket team. Wow. Masai was a hub of black teams. Yes, yes. You know? Yes. And then people come from all over the area just to play for Masai. Yes. It was, the basketball team was Tropics, Masai mm-hmm. netball. Austria was the football team. Yes. And Mossad Cavaliers was the, the cricket team. Yes, yes. Yeah. And yeah. You, you used to you, you say you used to beat up the the, the, the um the back in the day the white cricket team. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, we there was no match for us back in the day because we were so much talented mm-hmm. more than them. They just go out to play a normal game, a mm-hmm. cricket and a Saturday and Sunday, but we mm-hmm. went out to win because mm-hmm. that's what we had yeah. over them. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. We had to do something to know, to make them know that we were there. Yes, yes. Right? We couldn't just turn up and, and they beat us. No way. <laughs> you know, we yes. had to stand up for ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... so, so would would you was it a friendly experience in terms of what was the experience in terms of was there hostility what was what was what was no. what was it what, what was it in in you know what happened during no. them times them times we would go to play cricket and it was like it was a league thing mm-hmm. yeah so once we was on the pitch it was aggressive mm-hmm. it wasn't hostility like mm-hmm. fighting nothing like that yeah, off yeah. the pitch. We would have a drink at the bar mm-hmm. with some of the white guys, and sometimes we'd go on. But in the cricket pitch, it was something else. Yes, you know yes, I mean? yes. You, we, we, we were there to win. Yeah, so there was a bit of a. a there was. The, the, you want, you know, competition. Yeah, you competition very, very strong. Very, very yeah. strong. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, Mr. Oxter. Um, that was a. That was a good. Um, Good explanation from your, your, you know, your, your, you know, in terms of growing up 
you know, mm. you know, growing up and um, you know, the business aspect of it also. Um, I'm hoping that you know may come back and you know give you a second interview. Okay. Yeah. You know, a second interview. Um, and I thank you, sir, for the for the time for your time, because <laughs> I know. You know you're 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 a businessman, but you took time out, you understand me, to to share your experience as a a black businessman, you know who have who, who shall I put it now a successful one also. That's what I can say because twenty seven years, yeah, you know, is a is a is a is a is a long time, and you're still in business, and you're still doing it, you know, still training. You have a training um training barbers yeah. to open the build the business. You understand me training youngsters to you know you know so after so well that's off that's off Mr. Webster. Yeah, you know, that's off. Yeah. You know, and thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well this is it from um another session of Barber Chat. And um many more many more interviews to come. Thank you very much for listening. God bless.